You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. On November 5th, we hosted a special live online event for people to experience the artistry of master cartoonist Guy Gilchrist. Guy's artwork is enshrined in the Smithsonian Museum, and First Lady Nancy Regan has declared him a national treasure. In this episode, we share highlights from the event. Guy has generously donated all 10 of the drawings he did that night of various Muppets and classic cartoon characters. You can still enter to win all of them simply by making a donation of $25 or more to TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support by 11.59 Eastern Standard Time on November 30th. To see Guy in action and draw along with his tutorials, visit our YouTube channel and watch a master class in art and life with Guy Gilchrist, famous cartoonist for the Muppets. A portion of the money raised will benefit Guy's favorite charity, World Central Kitchen. Welcome everybody tonight with master cartoonist Guy Gilchrist. Um, we're so excited to have Guy here. Um, we'll ask we'll let Guy unmute himself. Hi Guy. Can you hey, Guy. unmute yourself? We can see you there. Can you see me? Yes. Yes, we can. Loud Great. and clear. Now, where where are you guys broadcasting from? We are in New York City. Ah, New yeah. York, New York. The town's so nice, they named it twice. That's right. <laughs> and you are in... Nashville, right? I'm in a pineapple in the bottom. <laughs> Love it. Okay, great. So before we start, we want to make some introductory comments. We have some special guests that we've uh, invited on to this event. To be co-hosts with us because we couldn't handle it all ourselves. So uh, take it away. Yeah, here we go. Now what starts with the letter C? Goofy starts with C. Let's think of other things that start with C. Okay, so welcome everybody. I am Felicia. 
And I'm Kaju, the uh, co-producer of Talking Taiwan. Yes. Welcome. We're your hosts for tonight. And in case any of you don't know about Talking Taiwan, we'll let you know a little bit about us. We are the Talking Taiwan podcast, and we are the longest-running podcast about anything related to Taiwan. And we are a 2021 Golden Crane Award winner. So we cover anything related to Taiwan about people, news, and uh, stories connected to the Taiwan's and Taiwan's global community. And the reason that we have Guy here was because we had actually interviewed Dr. Karen Tsai, who during the pandemic had raised over $150,000 for PPE through her nonprofit, Donate PPE. And during the pandemic, Dr. Karen actually had this idea that she wanted to create a book a children's book so that children would know how to deal with the pandemic. It was very hard for kids to understand. And she reached out to Guy to be the illustrator. And she came up with this book that's called The Monster Dance. And so Guy was the illustrator of Monster Dance. And we've wanted to have him on the podcast as a guest to talk about his wonderful work because he is the cartoonist behind the Muppets comic strip. And uh, Jim Henson's cartoonist, he's also done work with Tom and Jerry, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Looney Tunes, um, Disney, and many, many more. And we really couldn't capture the artistry of Guy without having this event here, because as a podcast, it's an audio form. So we really want to share his talent with you today. So that's why we've invited him here. Guy will be doing some live drawing and we'll have a little time to ask him some questions. And then also we wanted to let you know that um, if you want a chance to win the drawings that Guy is doing today, that you'll have a chance to do that if you donate to Talking Taiwan. We had asked people to donate on GoFundMe, but it turns out that we're not supposed to do that according to their rules because we got this email saying that we should not be asking for people to make any donations for in return for goods or services. But if you have not already donated and you want to be entered for a chance to win, just donate $25 and you can do it through PayPal or Zelle. And um, we will drop that information into the chat so that you can do that. And you have plenty of time to do that until the end of the month. So we'll put that information there. All right. So without further ado, I think that we can turn it over to Guy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on, you guys. Okay. We got you. All right. I'm going to warm up. I'm going to warm up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to warm up. Uh, okay. I've been trying to warm up for 45 years. Let's see. If it <laughs> okay. Here's a little ditty from Dave Clark 5, 1965. A moldy oldie just like me. It's right that I should care about you And try to make you happy when you're blue It's right, it's right to feel the way I do Because, because I love you Tricky part Give me one kiss and I'll be happy 
just to be with you. Give me, give me another chance to be me. Because, because I love you. All right, here's that tricky chord. It's wrong to say I don't think of you. Oh, baby, when you say these things, you know it makes me blue. Give me one kiss and I'll be happy. Just be And I do. I love each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, the Muppets universe is really all about love, right? And I know you don't know that song, but we'll do a tiny little bit of one that I know that you know. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Okay, you know that one, right? I knew you would. He is Uncle Keith. He's going to identify me. Okay. I heard that in the beginning. You know, when I was a little boy, um, I used to look at the printed page. Um, for instance, we'll use this as the printed page because we were talking about my dear friend, Dr. Karen Sai. This is uh, the book that she and I did together, uh, Empowering Children um, During the Pandemic that we all went through, uh, Monster Dance. Uh, and uh, the monster, of course, is COVID. There's the monster. And we made a kind of Muppety monster. I love monsters. And, you know, all the way back to when I was a little boy and they would show all those old black and white movies on TV, you know, um, Frankenstein and the Wolfman and things. I always loved monsters. Now, I can't help it that monsters are not horrifying when I draw them, you know. Um they just come out cute. Sorry. You know, I draw cute. Um, but, you know, when I was a little boy, I would look at the newspaper comics, like ones that I do. Let me show you what I'm about here. Um, I'm sort of kind of prepared. So this is a, this is a, a Muppets comic strip uh, that's 40 years old. This is the real drawing, but but what you're really seeing here is called inking, okay? The drawing is underneath, and it's erased. But, you know, when I was a little boy, and how many people think of cartooning is that you think that 
this drawing, and here's Nancy. This is from a book that I did. Nancy sleeping with her teddy bear. And again, this is done with ink, you know, ink that looks like this, you know, that I use brushes and pens with. And you and I hear this all the time. Wow, you know, you draw so perfectly and you never make a mistake and all of that baloney. I make I'm I'm the person that makes the most mistakes in drawing of anyone on this podcast. Not just because I draw the most, but because with every drawing, you make mistakes and it's called learning. And so in my head, and I hope in yours, when whenever you make a mistake during this podcast, you know, when you're drawing, don't freak out, take your piece of paper, crumple it all up, stomp it all over the ground and everything and start screaming because, you know, that's fun, right? Um, and cartoons are supposed to be fun. Every time we make a mistake, uh, and I'll make one immediately, I'm sure, uh, when we start drawing. And uh, get your stuff ready to draw with me because I'm going to be explaining stuff, okay? And I'm pretty good at that. Um, and uh, But we, we, we make mistakes, and that's how we learn. You know, you know, when you were a little tiny baby, when you were learning how to walk, you know, you had to, you know, fall down a whole bunch of times, you know, before you figured it out. And that's how it is with every single thing in drawing and in life. You know, we 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 make mistakes and that's how we get better. You know, if you get bored drawing, it's usually because you've done what we call plateaued. You know, you're as far as you're going to go because you're not trying to get better and better and better, you know, and you're not looking at people's artwork that are better than you and getting the instruction and finding the instruction to want to achieve that next, that next level. Okay. But you didn't come here to hear me talk and play the guitar. You came here to see me draw and I'm going to do that. But I want you to know that, Beneath this and beneath the ideas on those guitars that I've shown you, and even um, when you see paintings that I've done like this, it's a little golden book I did a long, long time ago, and here is the original artwork for that for that book cover. Underneath all of these are lots and lots of drawings and many, many mistakes. And then we figure it out and that's how we get something that is pleasing and nice. Let's start. And I hope you guys have your stuff out. Okay. I will teach you some magic tricks as well today. Okay. Okay. Now let's just make sure before I start and I embarrass myself in front of everyone, Let's just make sure that when I washed my hair today, I didn't put my brain in upside down because sometimes that happens. Hang on. We're going to make sure that I'm drawing correctly. Okay, Rich. Rich, just cross your fingers on this, okay? All right, here we go. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. Can you see this? 
Oh, Rich. Oh, guys. I'm really sorry. We're going to have to cancel the podcast. I'm sorry. My brain's upside down. So we're going to have to either flip the camera or something. I'm going to have to keep drawing upside down all day. This is really, really, really embarrassing. I'm freaking out. Oh, my goodness. Meep, 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 meep. Some applause for that. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'm. Hang on a second. I'm gonna. Hang on. I gotta do this. Okay. You know. I'm sure that you guys, just like me, when you wash your hair, you do the same thing that I do, right? You unscrew the top of your head, right? Okay. Then you reach down to get the shampoo. Sometimes, sometimes soap drops, shampoo drops, and everything. That's when you could have the problem where your brain falls down into the bathtub. But anyway, so you scrub your hair and everything. You shampoo your hair, pick up your brain, put it back inside, screw the top of your head back on, and sometimes your brain's upside down. That's what happened to me today. Rich, just here, show them some of the studio and stuff while I put my brain in correctly, okay? I, this is embarrassing, Rich. <laughs> Hopefully, Rich, we're back in a place where my brain... Hang on, I'm going to have to fix my hair. I never screw my head on backwards, but my brain, sometimes it goes upside down. Okay, let's see. Try to draw something again. All right, we're going to try to draw something again. Let's just make sure. Try Kermit this time. Hmm? Try Kermit this time. Okay, let me see. See, so I started with this light bulb shape, see? I'm going to try to get that more even. See how light I'm drawing? Very important. So, but I have this light bulb shape. See, it's, it's, it's an old-fashioned light bulb. Can you see the light bulb shape? It's also called a pear shape because, see, if you look at it upside down, it kind of looks like a pear. See? And then on the top of it, it's like I'm going to take a ping pong ball. Here we have a ping pong ball down here, see? And if I cut that ping pong ball in half, I get two halves. And one part of the ping pong ball is going to go here. One's going to go here. And then this is called my horizon line, okay, the top of the head. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to make, you know, like when you squint because you're so happy. So I'm going to make little squinty happy lines. And then I'm going to make these ovals, see, over the happy lines. Then I'm going to emphasize how happy I am here by making that a little bit heavier, see. Now I'm pretty happy with that shape. Now, when we're happy, our cheeks do that. Our mouth curls upward like that. And if we're laughing, if we're really happy, our mouth is opening. We can see the tongue. He's really, really happy. His cheeks are getting stretched, see? And he's so happy that I'm going to actually widen 
This is Chen. Hi, ho. Hermit Bee Frog here. Now, did you all get that? One of our um, audience members asks of all the characters that you've created, which is your favorite and okay. which character best represents you? When I'm engaged in creating a new project, it becomes my favorite. It's the only one that matters. Which character do I identify with the most? Well, when I was a little kid, uh, and the very first character I ever made up, uh, his name is Mud Pie. And uh, he's a little gray cat. And I wrote a story, uh, actually a greeting card for Mother's Day for my mom. And this little gray cat uh, was supposed to represent all of the kids. You know, and I have a very soft spot in my heart for him because he's the first character that I ever did that was published, that was my own and all of that. So uh, when I was a kid, um, uh, Walter Lance was very important to me, the creator of Woody Woodpecker, and also my mom. And, uh, you know, my mom was a waitress. Uh, she was a single mom, and she would take me with her to work. And she would put the newspaper comics in front of me. And she would show me that many of the characters that I was looking at in the comics could be made with ovals of different, you know, of uh, some were thin, some were fat, that kind of thing. And uh, the very first character she ever showed me how to draw was Bugs Bunny. And it's interesting because then I became the artist for Bugs Bunny. But you see, underneath Bugs Bunny, there's this oval, you see, and he's looking this way. You see that? See? He's looking this way. And then, so if this is really the center of his face, then my mom would show me that his nose would be there. And then he has a smile that gets broke up, see? Like that, right? And since this is closer to us than this, in this smile, this is bigger than that, see? And he's all fluffy here. But wait, what's going on with this? There's no eyes. I know. But on each side of his nose is another oval. Watch. There's one oval, there's two ovals, see? And then he's looking this way. I'm gonna have both of his eyeballs going that way. And what are those? They're shapes, they're ovals, you see? And when we draw the eyebrows in, that gives him expression.
take a couple of ears in here, one on either side of his head, because if we put them both on the same side of his head, he'll look weird. I'll smooth that out a little bit. And now, see, so his front tooth. And then we're going to see a little bit of his smile on this side. And then when I get to the center of it, I'm going to make more of a smile from that side because this is closest to us. And what's up, Doc? But see, if I do that, that changes his expression, doesn't it? See, the character has life. And let's say Bugs is all freaked out, okay? Freaked out Bugs. Now, I'm gonna, I have this same oval, right? But watch what I'm going to do now. I'm going to do this real, real fast. So... You may or may not be able to follow along with me, but this is the stuff that I learned. Because what happens when we're freaked out? What happens? We go like this. Right? Okay. So let's do that. Watch. Oh, what do you mean? Daffy Duck's got his own show. Now, you see, everything that I did there is the same shape. And as I was learning this stuff from my mom... I started to watch a man on television named Walter Lance. And Walter Lance's most famous, char famous character, well, he looks like this from, he looks like this. I'm going to have him look this way. And I'm going to use the same oval. Watch. But this time, he's going to have a beak. This is behind this. This is in front. Now, I'm going to make this a little bit smaller. Guess who? Ha 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 ha. Woodpecker. When I was 10 years old, I took all of my best drawings and I mailed them to Walter Lance. And he wrote me back. And he said this. I had uh, quite a few questions from uh, children and art students before this show asking if I could bring this up. So I will. How do you do what I do? How do I get to be you? Well, you don't get to be me. It's hard enough for me to be me. But you are the best you that you can be. And if you really want to be good at art, um, you know, you don't have to be a professional like me. If you do want to be a professional, then um, you'll work real hard. And uh, you'll cry a lot because people say no most of the time. Uh, but you, but if it's like oxygen to you, if it's like air, and it's all you ever want to do, then no one can stop you. Walter wrote me back and he said, you have a lot of talent for a 10-year-old boy. And I know that you try really hard. So that's number one, try. Keep on practicing. And if you never, ever quit, I believe 
that someday guy, you will be a successful cartoonist. Sincerely, Walter Lance. And you know, within six years of getting that letter, living as close to New York City as I did, <clears throat> and being turned down for many, 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 many times, I got hired to do a coloring book for Walt Disney when I was 16 because I kept on practicing and I never, ever quit. So for those of you that wonder what is all the magic about and how do you get to do this stuff, it's because you do this stuff more than you do anything else in your life besides breathe. That's how you get good. And you practice, practice, practice. And you never quit. You know, uh, this is something I get all the time. You know, I, I used to draw, but I got frustrated and I quit. You know, I used to play the guitar and sing and everything, but, you know, it's really, really hard. And I gave it up and I, I quit. You notice in all of those things, those scenarios, did the world hate you so much that they made you quit? The world had nothing to do with it. Did your problems hate you so much that they made you quit? No. Your problems had nothing to do with it. You quit you. So if you don't, sky's the limit, man. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988, and its mission is 1. To evoke a sense of self-esteem and enhance women's dignity. 2. To oppose gender discrimination and promote gender equality. 3. To fully develop women's potential and encourage their participation in public affairs. Four, to contribute to the advancement of human rights and democratic development in Taiwan. Five, to reach out and work with women's organizations worldwide to promote peace for all. To learn more about NADWA, visit their website, www.natwa.com. Without further ado, here's our interview. Mm, I decided to draw a roll resting because I'll be resting as soon as I get off this Zoom with you. And someone asked me, who do I identify with? I'll be identifying with him this evening. By the way, if you're a Muppet Babies fan and everything, all of these shapes work for them too. Just make the eyes bigger, noses smaller. Rolf, Rolf the dog here. Sending all my love to all of you. It's really been a blast, uh, you know, being being with you all. Um, uh, I know that Richie's been able to see your faces, and I'll be able to see them uh, when I watch uh, the replay. And, um, you know, all kidding aside, Zoom is a wonderful thing because how else could 
we be all of the different places that we are and yet spending the time that we do together like this, you know? And uh, Jim Henson, uh, you know, I went to work for him when I was very young. Uh, I, I auditioned when I was 23. That was a long, long time ago, 42 years ago. And as a young man, I had already, you know, worked for quite a few people, but never anyone like Jim. Jim believed that the characters that he created should, in their crazy, silly, funny way, bring love to the universe. And I found in him a mentor to lead the way. The reason that I always wanted to draw and write stories and cartoons was because I found out that when I was a little, little boy, if I drew something for somebody and I had no money, you know, but I had a pencil and a piece of paper, even a paper bag or something, I could hand it to somebody and I'd make a friend. That made me happy. And bringing joy to people has always been my number one because it's what brings me joy. Whether it's my own characters, whether it's Jim's characters, whoever's. Uh, the main thing is joy. And love knows no barriers and no boundaries. When God made the universe and the earth, he didn't put dotted lines down, you know. That was a man that did that. Love is the only energy that means anything. It's the only one that lasts. And mm -hmm. that's what for you. The Muppets, my artwork, and the joy that it represents is for everyone. I love you guys. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. I want to thank you so much. Thank you very much. Very generously offered to donate all of the drawings he's made tonight. A portion of it's going to be going to his favorite charity, which is uh, World Central Kitchen, and um, also to Talking Taiwan. So, if anybody wants a chance to win all the drawings that he's made tonight, you can make a donation to Talking Taiwan that we put in the chat. And uh, Kaji, did you want to have some? Guy, thank questions? you for your enormous generosity tonight. We My all felt, we all felt the love and the joy in the room from the very first moment. Yes, and I, I still feel tremendous joy that you have emanated and shared with us. Thank you so much. I have one final question. Um, you are amazing at being consistent with drawing all of these different characters over and over and over and over again and always at a very high quality. Would you recommend that someone who is a young artist learn to draw from memory from the get-go? No. No? No. Um, <clears throat> memory happens through practice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, memory, you know, memory is a mental exercise. Yes. Um, uh, what 
Uh, the reason that my stuff is consistent is because, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of times I've drawn these characters. When I have a new group of characters that I'm learning to draw or creating myself, what I do is I uh, start to uh, draw them in many, many different positions and uh, create what we call style guides and turnarounds, meaning, you know, turn the character around. And I'm very sort of mathematical about it after a while in that I, I'll work on uh, tracing paper and things like that so that I can see once I have the character the way that I want him or her, I'll I'll be looking at the tracing papers and stuff like that, and I'll be seeing, am I keeping consistent with this head shape, you know, and um, am I moving it correctly? Uh, I got a lot of uh, practice in that very early on when I was learning animation and, you know, and people make flip, you, you know, you make flip books. Well, a flip book is based on uh, drawing on paper and then we're flipping it like this and we're watching, you know, uh, the entire motion. Okay. And if you've ever done a flip book, then, and, and when you go back, look for it, you'll see, oh, gee, this one was way out of whack. I have to change that. So, um, uh, so I would have, uh, once you, if you're creating your own character, you're drawing Batman or something, whatever it happens to be, keep your reference right there. The most important thing about consistency is that you draw it over and over and over and over and over again so that um, your mind is now in a place where you're seeing the character move within your mind and you're able to transfer that through your hand onto paper. You After are those shapes, those ovals, <laughs> those rectangles. For a while it becomes memory, but I have to tell you that even with me, when I, uh, let's say I haven't worked on a character in several years. Uh, this actually just happened. So uh, I had an event and people wanted me to draw Nancy, not little Lulu, okay, whoever that was, but Nancy. Um, anyway, and they wanted me to, you know, to do Nancy, uh, some Nancy stuff. And I mean, I'd drawn Nancy for 23 years, but I hadn't really drawn Nancy very much in the last five years. And so I had to bring myself back into that head and I had to, meaning not her head, meaning my head and get back to that place. So, uh, you know, so I drew a few things on paper, made some errors and stuff. And then eventually, you know, of course I'd drawn what, I don't know, a hundred thousand drawings of those characters over the years. Um, so very quickly though, it came back to me. Um, but, uh, but consistency, um, is what's going to create that pocket that, that cupboard in your brain that is, uh, going to, uh, uh, create, uh, let you bring life to that character. Uh, a really good example of that, for instance, is, uh, you know, I'm at these Comic-Cons, and 
uh, you know, folks ask me to draw whatever, you know, whatever character they want, you know, I don't know, Bappy Le Pew or something. And, you know, and I've just been drawing a whole bunch of Muppets. Well, I can't just immediately, even though I've drawn Pepe Le Pew 2,000 times or something, I can't immediately jump into that head. I have to go find that pocket up here in my brain and then sketch very lightly in pencil, mess around a little bit with shapes. And then I go over to the piece of paper and I start. And that's me, you know, after many, many years. Um, another uh, thing is that you should be looking at people's work that you appreciate and admire and find out who they studied from and find those instruction books. Um, for those of you that are interested in my work and the work of many of the Disney artists that and Warner Brothers artists and stuff that you're very, you're into, um, I would very much suggest that you look up uh, the books on creating characters and, uh, and cartooning and animation that were put out by a man named Preston Blair. Preston, P-R-E-S-T-O-N, Blair, B-L-A-I-R. Preston Blair uh, put several cartoon and animation books out in the 1950s. Uh, and they are available online and everything today. I get nothing out of this except the joy and satisfaction of knowing that you're going to be a better cartoonist. Um, you can find them easily online. Uh, I know that they, they've stayed in print all of these years. And uh, I studied those books. And all of your favorite animators, no matter who they are, Study with Preston Blair. Preston Blair was with Disney. He worked on the pastoral um, uh, portion of Fantasia and a lot of other things. And he was with uh, Tex Avery and uh, Hannah and Barbara when they created uh, Tom and Jerry, which, of course, I worked on, uh, and many, many other characters. So Preston Blair. Um, the, the main thing about um, creating that what you what what you were saying the memory drawing from memory yeah is uh, uh, is to practice over and over again what I find being very uh, a, a thing that's really uh, a great uh, uh, spark for me is um, sometimes I'll be drawing characters over and over and over again uh, for a particular project and maybe I'm 500 pictures in and I'm looking at it and I'm going like, Hey, wait a minute. And I'll, because I haven't actually gone back and looked at my source material, whether it was mine or whatever, the model sheets in a while. And I can see that incrementally I've gotten a little off, you know? So I'll go back and relook at that and fix the problem. It's the same kind of thing if you're playing an instrument. You're playing a guitar and you're singing a song and you're covering, let's say you're covering some, you know, I don't know, Led Zeppelin song or Chuck Berry song, whatever it is, you know, and, um, and you've been playing it for so, so long that you actually haven't listened to the record in a long time. 
And so you go back and you listen to the original record and you'll find that your version will get better. You, you may have strayed, you know, yeah. from, from, the, from the original. Okay. So that's always a really good thing to do. I know that when I'm working with Warner Brothers especially um, and Disney especially, uh, I may stray you know, from the original look of Tinkerbell or Little Mermaid or whatever it happens to be. And uh, so then I go back to the source material. Once again, even though I've drawn Earth for many years, I'll go back and I'll look at that Glen Keane beautiful drawings of Little Mermaid and I'll rekindle my relationship with that, with the original. Yeah. No, that's a great point, Guy, because playing in a band for so many years and playing cover material, it starts out very close to the original, and then it evolves just naturally. And then after doing the same song four nights a week for like a whole year, you realize, where did I stray to? And then often I would go back and then relearn the song and learn little nuances that I missed or that evolved away from the original. But exactly. that brings, brings up a very good point. So do you recommend that before people uh, develop the consistency and the muscle memory that they draw from a model in order to oh, develop very, shops? Very much so. That makes perfect sense. After they develop a certain minimum level of skill, then they can start doing it from memory slowly. Well, but, you know, you're going to – everyone has their own journey and their way that they're into it. Um, uh, you know, however you want to go. Um, uh, but how you learn anything is how you learn art. There's no, you know, can you do math by memory? No, you can't. You know, yeah, <laughs> you can the stuff you remember, but when you got to get to the next level, you got to read a book. That's right. You know, you know, look, if it was easy, everybody would be Da Vinci, all right? <laughs> yes. Or Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> My favorite. Oh, I really want to thank you so much, Guy. I want everyone to know that you can actually also um, check out Guy's website. And um, he does do private commissions, um, and he does. And if you sign up to his email list, you can also be in on some special promotions that he does. And so, so I like highly encourage you to do that as well. That's uh, uh, that is a guygilcrestproduction dot com. Well, thank you, thank you so so much for having. Yeah, and so I just had, like let's let everyone unmute and just say goodbye to Guy, and we'll close for today. Thank you so much, Guy. Thank everyone, you, Guy. If you, can, if you want, you can unmute yourself and say hello. Bye, Guy. Thank you so much. Bye, Guy. Hello, you. Guy. How are you doing, bud? Thank you. Hey. Guy. Hi. Hi. Bye. 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 Bye, everybody. Guy, I, me and my mom are big, huge fan of you. I was wondering if I can be, um, if you can be a guest on my show sometime. Uh, well, send me a letter uh, via our uh, our uh, website, and we'll try to work that out. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, guy. Thanks you bet. For coming, everybody. Thank Have you. A thank you. Have a great thank night. You. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.
We want to thank Guy Gilchrist and his cameraman Rich for sharing his amazing talent with us. And don't forget that you can own Guy's artwork by making a donation of $25 or more to TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support by 11.59 Eastern Standard Time on November 30th. Aside from being a talented artist, Guy really knows how to bring happiness to others through his art, as you'll see if you watch the recordings of the event that we've posted on our YouTube channel. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988 to evoke a sense of self-esteem and enhance women's dignity to oppose gender discrimination and promote gender equality, to fully develop women's potential and encourage their participation in public affairs, to contribute to the advancement of human rights and democratic development in Taiwan, to reach out and work with women's organizations worldwide to promote peace for all. To learn more about NATWA, visit their website www.natwa.com Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website TalkingTaiwan.com There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.